This is our episode on the 2017 Stage Play Network, led by Brian Cranston. The video of this episode was live streamed on YouTube on the 19th of April 2018. It has been edited down, so it makes sense for podcast listeners. As the included videos were commented live, some bits were kept in there, so it's recommended to watch the network extract on our YouTube channel to understand what the mad as hell scene is about, as well as the Olivier Awards video and the Family Vineyard video. We had a five minute countdown before starting the stream and in the background today, you had around one minute and a half of music from DJ Mango Pepper, my brother. We are the good, the bad, and the Just Plain Standard podcast. Enjoy! Hello, everyone! Hi! Hello. So this is a live episode. Today is about network. Now, I heard about network a few times from American and uh, Canadian friends. Apparently, it's a cult in the North America. Mm. Although, and also I've seen in movies, sometimes they use... That, that sentence, I, I'm mad as hell, but like revamped. So one thing that you may not know, because I'm not sure I've talked about that in episodes, uh, I like to surprise people. And a few weeks ago, I sent a cryptic message to my fellow podcastees, as you used to say, Adam, uh, about, um, I'll have a surprise for you tomorrow. And then the tomorrow came, and I think, Adam, you said, yeah, surprise, eh? And um, as the surprise that I had um, was a certain thing uh, I, I and I wanted to wait for an episode I said yeah well we'll see that afterwards um, something happens which is also a surprise uh, the TV thing yes that's right? yeah. quite cool but that is yeah uh, that wasn't the surprise I was talking about Ugh, at all okay. um, the surprise I was talking about is <laughs> okay And this is how it all... Wait, st- I'll start again. Wait a minute. There were a few, hey? sec- a few seconds missing. Ah, here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm somewhere right now. I haven't told you where in advance. For a good reason. I'll just switch the camera and you'll understand right away. Oh, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is how it all started. Hi, it's Brian Cranston. I need your help. I'm doing a play at the National Theater in London called Network, and we need you to help us out and be on stage with me. If you can get a recording, a phone, a laptop, anything, of yourself or someone else yelling, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, and send it to a... Oh, memories. I probably moved yeah, that yeah, yeah, back, yeah. so it's not... Are you still good in there? Yeah, yeah, we're still in the stream, yeah. Hello. Oh, my old glasses. <laughs> I miss them. So nice. This is so crazy. So beautiful here, though. Yeah, and the food, the food. Oh, my God, so good. We've only just done the appetizer. Hey. <laughs> Your brother. Oh no. Oh, there we are again. Oh, Gregor joined. Oh, he left, but he was here. Hello, Instagram. 
We're doing a live episode, so we're just this is our feed. Jan is currently showing us a video, which I'll put in the side as well, so you can see a bit of everything going on. Yeah, Nick's drunk in this, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> this is just us on the National Theatre stage, it was unbelievable. Huge congratulations to Brian Cranston and Shirley Anderson and everyone else. Hello my friends, this is Jan, uh, talking to you straight from the Royal Albert Hall. I've been nominated at the Olivier this what year. What the fuck is that? Best year. <laughs> you had to shave it for a black tail. That's uh, great. Listening to uh, that one time... Shout out to Troika. So listening to um, that one time I got abducted by Aliens podcast, I noticed that uh, Jamie, the co-host, she likes bold guys, uh, fat and uh, bearded. I unfortunately, for uh, award reasons, had to remove that. But uh, this is for you. Yes. Sweets to the sweet. Nymph. Fair Jamie. I accept thy offer. A meagre fifty ducats, so that I shall peruse for hours in thy excellent white bosom. How ravishing. Wait, wait, Jan, you pervert. Did you just use fancy Shakespeare words to tell her that, as she suggested herself that the idea, you'll be happy to have a look at her, you know? Well, but it's because she said that when they open their Patreon, anyone donating $50 will get to see exclusive pics of Jamie's, you know, excellent white bosom. <laughs> yay! Yay! I know what tits are. I got a couple of them myself. Jesus, disgusting. Yeah, no, but it was a joke and I was like bantering back, you know? Oh, forget it then. Go get them nerds. Thank you, mother. <laughs> With great discomfort, I come before you, shaven and afraid. Thou fanciest bold and fat men, bearded fellow like the rival of my watch, this Kevin Smith. Far from your land I reside, but seize on your admiration for a while, as I may come to the Bay Area in June. For Conman, if ever there is a third season, and this above all. Hey, yo, Jan, what are you doing? Well, I... Come your ways. Oh, yeah, sure. And tell them that your podcast name is actually The Good, The Bad, and The Just plain standard instead of good bad standard but it would have made the instagram handle way too long uh like she said fade out and <laughs> why does Jan never tell us any of these things is he where's he going see if he meets somebody famous i'm gonna be so annoyed <laughs> where, where are you, jan's going to the into the annals of this place I, yeah, it was um, complicated to find. Uh, <laughs> Massive building. What a place. Don't call it the Royal Albert Hall for nothing, do they? Yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> 20 minutes later. <laughs> There's the bar. So I entirely succeeded in getting lost inside the Royal Albert Hall, but I found my way out. You found the bar, though. Here we go, that's my door. Why are you British so confusing? Damn it. So right where it was, I didn't see it. There, uh, looking at the floor, or uh, yeah, didn't sit before. <laughs> so I'm inside now, and I haven't told anyone, especially not my co-host yet, but uh, I'm about to attend the Olivier Award ceremony. Uh, ah! Exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No way. What? Do you, uh, 
Yeah, it's like, what's going on? Yeah, and you've lost a serious <laughs> amount of weight, man. Yeah. You look good in this. You look really, really good. Really good. Really good. Ah, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I've got a photo to share with everyone later. I've found a photo of our um, very first recording. <laughs> okay, so uh, hello from the Olivier guys. So, free program. So what I'm curious to know about is if Ryan Cronston will win for Howard Beale in Network. That's the subject of this episode. Uh, there's also Andrew Scott, uh, who was Hamlet very recently. I just watched it in BBC Two, it's still available there. Uh, very nice. And the other one I saw also was Angels in America, obviously, uh, Andrew Garfield, which was also great. I just haven't seen uh, Paddy Considine in The Ferryman because he stepped down from the He's got a shoulder on the side shot. To see it now. It's not really well there. written. You kind of just follow the guideposts and see where it, it flows, and it makes us look terrific. But it's all about the writing. Nice suit, Brian Cranston. Yeah, he looks good, man. And the Olivier goes to Brian Cranston for Netflix. Ah! Patty Chayefsky wrote such a prescient clear he's wearing a time's up pin a thought of what was going to happen 40 years after he did and here we are in this world of of post-truth environment of of fake news and maligning of the media and his ability to bring that into fruition and make it relevant in 2018 is extraordinary this is me during the interval 25 minutes brian cranston won he won Best Actor. So we got Ron Tony and now one Olivier. That's. He's doing well, man. He's doing really well. <laughs> yes. Did I tell you that Brian Princeton won? History was made tonight. History. Where am I? Eyes going. <laughs> Brian Princeton won tonight. His first Olivier. History was made today. Network matters how I'm not going to take it anymore. And a quick shout out to my co-host Adam and Anouk who I lied to because I'm uh, cancelled and I didn't go to see Empire Records at the Prince Charles. I'm actually attending the Olivia Award ceremony. And Brian Princeton, yeah, no, you heard that. It's over. <laughs> Everyone won. Everyone uh, who was supposed to win won. Brian Princeton, Shirley Anderson, Lead in a musical, awesome. Oh, we love Charlie Anderson. And uh, next up, a network surprise that was recorded prior to this. Okay, just one second, explaining for the people online. Right. So, so right. Ha- no, 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 no. You don't get to explain me. No, because gets, they, they ask, get to ask the questions. Wait, first. wait, 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 wait. They ask a question. The the video is not finished so i'll just, okay. uh, just all right all right all right uh so i went to see um because with my co-host here we went to see on stage the play network which was a movie in 1976 and uh, now it was a play. the the show the the play stopped in 24th of march so we actually attended the play we were on stage having dinner uh, so Brian Cranston was just like within reach. Great, and he came up and talked to me in a nook and the show. It was incredible. And uh, yeah, he delivered his lines to you guys. And um, yeah, so, and as a surprise, because I was in London to, uh, I went to see actually um, 
uh, who was it? The Bruce Campbell. Uh, oh yeah, and yeah. it was the, um, the not so long after that actually, mm. the the Olivier. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll go there. And um, but that's still not the surprise. The so, surprise is coming now. So for some more people joined Instagram, uh, this is currently the live. We're doing a live recording of a podcast. Uh, we lost the feed earlier, so we're just recording for Instagram. Uh, if you didn't hear what Jan just explained there, essentially Jan lied to me in a nook saying he was going to see a movie in London and instead went to the Olivier Awards. Uh, so, and there's, he's presenting the video, which you'll then see uh, when I turn the camera around. My heart has stopped. I know, I, I'm so, kind of like, what the hell's going to happen next? So, so let's jealous. go cut, cut him back to the video. So jealous. Oh, you mother. He went to the, he went to the, oh, you hey, son hey, of a... Me a part, Lisa. Oh! Yes. Yeah, it was nice seeing you in the disaster. I was office. in the disaster. Yeah. yeah. I actually saw the play. We shared a stage. I was having dinner uh, at the end of uh, January at the restaurant. Oh, Homestead. is that right? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, fantastic. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad. Thanks for coming. <laughs> is this you? Uh, that's my uh, friend, Anuk. I was the first one. All right. <laughs> Excellent. We have a podcast. We talk about movies. If you have a at some point. Thank you. Oh my god. And uh, so in your bags you have the Olivier Awards program and you've got the the, the signed book and uh oh, stuff. Wow. Oh my shall we, shall god. Shall we we're going to open these then. Oh my god. Yeah. What the hell, man? Oh my god, fucking hell. Oh, and the play. Excellent. Oh, that new book smell. Mm. mm. The smell of lies. <laughs> oh dear, that's excellent. Wow. 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 Rule one, Jan lies. <laughs> and a copy oh. of the network book. It was so good. And obviously, so he did this talk at the platform, which you can find on YouTube. It's um, National Theatre Discovery, I think. So it's like a 40 minute um, talk with uh, Brian Cranston and uh, Emma Freud, the, the who was hosting me. There we go. There's Brian <laughs> Cranston's signature. Wow. How exciting is this? <gasps> it's beautiful. Yeah, and what, what can we say? Thank what, you, thank thank you, you very, so much, much. very much, man. This is amazing. This is so exciting. <laughs> All right. Ah! <laughs> Bloody hell. Mind blown. Yeah, I know, I'm man. Absolutely blown. <gasps> Jan is full of surprises, man. I know. That, that was, was a good surprise. Well done, Jan. Well done. That, that was, was excellent good. acting to keep that entirely from us. That's that's very well done. I bet Jan's got like a secret girlfriend he has on the flat and we just never see her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, as I traveled for many years uh, with the Navy, my, my parents, they wonder if I don't have like secret kids uh, <laughs> everywhere in the world. <laughs> um, you never know. You never know, maybe, man. Oh. Maybe, maybe. I have to tell you, Jan, that Jamie says hi. Watching via Instagram. Oh. I'm tilting my head because I have to read the, the name. So I'll actually be easier doing that. They'll turn it around for we'll turn it around. There's the man himself. There's, hey. there's the liar. There is there's the liar, Jan and Jan the man. Oh. Oh dear. So jealous. Such a good video as well. That's I had um, either uh, Brian with me as a uh, screensaver, or or, or the dog, uh, Lumpia. or your or your warrior princess. Yes, yes. Um, I so I think I think some people are watching via. 
Yeah, Jamie says you're the secret girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, she 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 she's she's a secret girlfriend. She's actually in the flat. Yeah, but I've started to lose weight, so I I don't know if uh, yeah I'm still. You know. I'm only yeah I'm only a balding semi. I'm a balding big guy instead of a fat man. But she yeah she uh, Jamie she's it's thanks to um, uh, Kevin Smith that she is after chubby ch- she's a chubby ch- chaser. <laughs> chubby chubby chaser. That, that's how to put it. That's quite uh, nice. That's a, that's very poetic. Well, God bless somebody that's in bigger, bigger man. Yeah. God bless. Um, I'll, fight, dr- I'll drink to that. Fight the uh, whatever mainstream. As we go on tangents, quite, quite sometimes here. <laughs> um, in um, our latest episode, Coco, which can be found on Podbean and all uh, the standard podcast uh, platforms, we talked about tipping. Mm. Now, recently. I went to a special restaurant, uh, one star, one Michelin star restaurant, and I was wondering because usually how tipping works. Uh, I know here you tip because you you have no idea how they paid and if they paid well, and so that goes to them kind of thing. Mm. Um, whereas I was wondering um, uh, for those kind of restaurants, people. See, they are very, very expensive restaurants, uh, gradually going from one star to three stars, right? Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, because what you're paying, basically, is the attention of... Um, you, you must have at least one waiter or two focused at all times on you, so you have no uh, moment where you're, oh, I have no bread. <laughs> so you're actually paying... Uh, yeah, obviously, they have the, all the excellent food and uh, all that, that stuff. But you're also paying the people, mm. so uh, when it's expensive, it's it it makes sense. And so, yeah, I was wondering, and in the, in the end, I didn't because my main compass to know is um, on the um, ticket mm. if it's written like service not in, not included or whatever. I I, I never know, so I watch this <laughs> to make sure. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't say service not included uh, on this. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, because say if you had like a three hundred pound meal, ten percent is thirty quid. That's a big tip, right? Um, right. I work as a when I'm not either acting or doing this. I'm an Uber cyclist, so uh, tipping for me. Apparently, you can tip Uber people in the app, but nobody on planet Earth tips on the on the platform. They just give you coins. Yeah. So the, if people are going to tip me, which is not all the time, you know, it's you, you just. And I don't blame them because the delivery fee for Uber is quite expensive. I mean, it's three fifty the delivery fee on itself, so that's a lot of money. But um, you know, it's always it's even more appreciated to the cyclist if you do tip because it's so unusual, to be honest. Um, yeah. So if you have a pound coin sitting in your flat, just give it to the guy because it's we they appreciate regardless. That's that's actually a very good thing to think about. You you're talking about that because I usually don't have the. The, the idea to tip the guy why because i already paid two pounds 50 extra yeah. So wh- yeah what is that pound 50 extra for then it's uh do you mean the what you pay on the app yeah so uh, the breakdown of how it works for a driver is that we will be out and about and it will ping on our phone saying there's a delivery uh, the rate we get paid is a minimum of depending on what area we're in so certain parts of cities are divided into what's called boosts so for example i might do a delivery that says say a 1.4 boost which works out at if i do under a mile for a mile is four pound fifty no 440 anything more i get paid a certain rate on top of that essentially the delivery fee for uber is them charging you for the service of using uber i don't get that 350 that's not given to your driver and then even the um 
this with the places that use have the system say McDonald's or like a local restaurant, they have to pay Uber themselves. Uber takes a cut of whatever you order from them to get it delivered to you. Because the reason is is because Uber's an easier and efficient way for a place to have a delivery service without having to have drivers on a payroll. because uh, we're we're all self employed. So yeah. So essentially if you give the driver any money, that's directly to us. And it's the same on the phone. The delivery fee we don't get it's part of uber it's it's a service fee for using uber essentially Mm -hmm. rather than a driver fee it's an uber fee oh okay so i need to check what happens uh with the uh actual uh uber 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 well basically if if the guy gets there if you know when it says your driver's picked up the food and he gets there quickly and it's all all right if I also actually depend on how the service is at the door. If the guy's nice to you, because I'm always nice when I get to the door, because I know that um, I use the bike and it takes a while to get there and it's, Glasgow is quite hilly, so you know it takes some time and it's physical effort. But as long as you're nice at the door, people will either tip you or they won't. But any money you do give them, is they'll appreciate. Because I've had horror- a lot of tips. Are, you're right. You get drivers that are not nice at the door. <clears throat> yeah, you know? like really rude. So honestly, it just depends on how you're how, if you if you want to a if you want to a if you can b if you can afford to do it. Yeah, I'm wonder about the Uber taxi then. The taxi, I do not know. I they, do. they run on a different thing. They've got different boosts because ours because Uber Eats is only eight till midnight boost wise. So mm. uh, anyway, to segue into what we're talking about today, I'm drink I'm currently drinking this, which if you're on Instagram, you'll be able to you can check our Instagram feed and you'll be able to see what this is. But uh, it is a Eden Mill, which is an Andrew based distillery. And if you're my brother, uh, you had one. You looking. have a bottle of this, correct? Um, so I'm drinking this in honor of the cocktails that the new the Portland whiskey that we had a lovely cocktail during food work. Which Jan, what was food work? Food work was a restaurant which was on the stage at the National Theatre, the Littleton uh, stage, and the food was made on stage in the back of the stage. And that food, which we enjoyed, uh, was also available afterwards for the non-network uh, patrons uh, at the uh, National Theatre um, uh, restaurant, if they wanted to. It was sublime how good that was. I still oh, dream yeah. about that ox cheek. Oh, it was so oh. tender and ju- like melt-in-the-mouth Melt meat. Mouth. Yeah, was, really, really good. It was excellent, yeah. And it was, if you think about it, because you had two options, either, well, you had the standard options uh, in the audience, right? But mm. two new uh, options, uh, the on-stage sitting, uh, which was, it was a ballot. Now it's a thing. So you have to actually enter a ballot. And uh, if you win, you're allowed to purchase the tickets. <laughs> Yeah, um, mm. they did that with a um, punch drunk, like the uh, their new yeah, experience, said, like yeah, a yeah. seven hour show for two people in London. Well, Bloody hell. so this one was um, ninety five for the dinner on tables mm. and seventy five on uh, in the bar, which uh, at one point uh, Brian was facing people at the bar and. Yeah, um, and the actual dinner, which people could have afterwards at the restaurant, was thirty-eight pounds. So if you were at the bar, you yeah, all that had like um, nice, nice, uh, nice. And the nice thing also is that we could, if we wanted to, we didn't because we were just enjoying the marvel. uh, But uh, leave and go to the toilets and 
Yeah, you see, mm. we were not blocked as we were when I saw the Gems plays, <laughs> which was the first time uh, I was an uh, audience on stage, member of the parliament kind of thing. Uh, Very cool. Yeah. It's a good idea, actually. But yes. Uh, shall we? I'll tell, shall we tell the story of how me and Anouk nearly missed the show? In the sense of when it was getting near the time to go, uh, obviously Christmas had just happened and we're like, oh, we don't have a lot of... Um, a lot of expendable funds. And you were rehearsing for um, Network. So you were worrying nothing. that... Nothing. Nothing, sorry. <laughs> I wish. Which was something, but... When you were yeah. you were rehearsing for nothing, so you were unsure you could go. So we looked into um, possibly selling the tickets just in case we couldn't go so somebody else could enjoy them. Um, tickets on, like, these net, these sites, for the day we were going at the time, were going for up to £1,000 for theatre tickets so crazy which me and Anouk were like oh my god because we thought we've got these seats on stage like nobody these are going to be worth a fortune luckily and I thought this was a great idea with the National Theatre um, our tickets because I I contacted the box office you can't sell the network tickets you have to they'll refund you the money uh, but they'll sell them themselves you can't sell them on uh, mm -hmm. which I thought I think is quite a good idea because stuff like that ticket touting would be astronomical mm -hmm. astronomical for those tickets um because it was phenomenal seating it was phenomenal because it's unlike it was unlike anything i've ever seen or experienced in my life yeah it didn't it didn't like take away from anything as well i was thinking that maybe that if um we were on stage we wouldn't see things or there'd be like blocked view and people would be in front of you and then you're eating so your sound isn't great but like actually it was Kind, it was really nice because it was a different way of looking at theatre because you're enjoying it like you would maybe enjoy it at home. But you're there and you're kind of part of it. And like there was a point where Howard Beale, played by Brian Cranston, is like walking around the tables and you're just there like eating your cheese board. <laughs> and like it was just, it was great. Like, it was. It didn't take away at all. Yeah, it was. It was. It's unreal, unreal how good it was. Really, really you know? good. So if ever you see anything that's like on the stage and if you can afford it and you can go, go. I really recommend it. And if you're like me who think about it's a bit of money, if you break it down, the meal Jan said, what was it, £38? Yeah. So £38 for the meal that you got. If the ticket was 95 you're only really paying about £45 for a theatre ticket at the National Theatre for excellent seating. That's really good. So it's not actually that bad. It's worth it. I Absolutely mean, it's expensive, it, yeah. but it's worth, it is worth it. You'd pay more for the seats in the auditorium, yeah. realistically, yeah, because they would just go up. Yeah, especially if um, theatre is important to you. Like, it's it's really good to see theatre in a different way. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, so, some some seats inside the the house are are very expensive. I mean, the it was not really the case here, but the gems plays twenty five twenty five pounds on stage. Mm. Um, I went to London last time, like a few days ago, to see Julius Caesar at the Bridge Theatre. Twenty five pounds in the middle. Uh, as an extra in the in the middle of the the it's the same I, when we made and went to the globe we paid five pounds to see each to see two shows and we were standing for the, the full time we were in the the pit right you're standing so i think that's probably why it's more expensive because we were sitting down and eating mm. um and usually if you're on stage you're standing up the whole time so mm, with, uh, with the groundlings yeah with um, the groundlings getting smelly which would have 
at some point been the cheapest tickets um, back in uh, Shakespearean times. Yes, the time of the wooden O. Uh Um, Mark Rylance will be Iago uh, very soon at the Globe. Okay, that's exciting. That I will need to keep an eye on because I love Iago so much. Interesting. I love Othello. An older Iago. Who's Othello? Do we know? Uh, I don't think uh, I'm not. I don't remember. Is it R? Is it R S C or is it Globe? No, Globe. 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 Oh, okay. Mm, 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 That's interesting. mm, Yeah. Well, probably talking about wooden O, because we'll we'll delve into theatre again soon. Uh, We'll start probably with the the latest production uh, last year with Andrew Scott as Hamlet. So we'll probably have a Wooden O side podcast that will start exclusively on our Patreon that will be launching soon, actually. Yes, very soon, in May. Yeah. And when we have all the, because the BBC released uh, many years ago a box set with 37 plays, the Shakespeare plays. Mm. And when we have done all those, um, we'll release so probably New Year. Uh, ages away man yeah. it's so far away uh, we'll release this as a separate podcast because there is a thing in iTunes that I didn't realize before launching this podcast mm-hmm. for the first four weeks I think or eight weeks you're in new and noteworthy and if you release you start with like 10 episodes it, it goes like it, it helps oh, it so helps for the whole life of the so podcast. it's algorithm they, they yeah it's I, I think that's to help people just get started essentially right yeah 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 Makes sense. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. the theatre ones are interesting. So um, yes. what's Network about? Well, if you've seen the 1976 film Network, uh, you'll <laughs> know. But for anyone that doesn't know, Network essentially feature, is the life story of Howard Beale at his news job where he's about to be fired. Uh, but before he is fired, he has a meltdown on, on camera that goes, what we would say today is, viral. And everyone loves him. He becomes an in the in the play network. He becomes like an internet sort of sensation because it's very much set in our sort of time. Uh, so it goes all over. It goes all over the place. And therefore, the studio keep him on and just let him do his own way. And it slowly just he becomes this person, TV personality that you see so much of today. And we see how the network survives around the antics of Howard Beale. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's pretty accurate, right? Yeah, he becomes like a prophet for any disenfranchised underdog um so it was really kind of good for now because this is stuff that's been going on quite a lot of people are angry and want to um you know change the system shout out to owen my old drama advanced higher drama uh student with me on instagram oh nice owen was owen was originally rory in the in the play oh cool hi it's jan (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah welcome to our podcast on about network yes with brian cranston i will say from the clip we showed earlier of the 1976 one the 1976 one is quite diversive i mean it's a cult classic but it's not it's not great right i mean even in the clip we showed there's i think there's too much cutting away from howard beale but this is the thing i don't think i could go back and watch 76 now because i've seen uh, I've seen the the stage show and C- Brian was just so 
so good. Yeah. So, oh, so it's Brian now. <laughs> yeah, me and Brian. Me and Brian are best mates. So yeah, but, first name basis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I couldn't recommend uh, Anouk to, to go see the movie because they, and I, all, I watched it before for that. So I, yeah. I wouldn't spoil the experience. I mean, like the Hamlet was so different that mm. uh, it will be, yeah, it will, yeah. It will. Yeah. What yeah. Ma- yeah. What makes me excited is that this version of network worked so well and it, i don't i haven't seen a lot of the time where they take a, a tv uh, not tv they take a movie and turn it to a play you don't see a lot of that um no that's right um the reverse is done quite often mm. sometimes very well like uh, ghost stories that finally got out it was a andy nyman mm. and uh, jeremy dyson play which yeah. became because there is this thing like uh, theater is designed in width and um, movies because the the lens like in like in long in length kind yeah. of uh, yeah if, if, <laughs> if it makes sense yeah, makes and sense. so the the visual storytelling aspect you don't have that when you film theater mm-hmm. no and that's the thing nowadays it's so popular because of um the new technology to live stream theater which is good because it, uh, it gives access to something that you wouldn't normally have you know like going to see something like that in london is an expensive all-round trip like theater is very expensive to experience in the flesh so i think that having live streaming is is definitely a, a good step forward because it gets more people interested in, in theater I mean, I remember seeing my first play, and from that I was like, I want to be an actor. I saw Death of a Salesman in Perth, and I was like, I want to be an actor. They have also, obviously, when you see the credits at the end, they have um, directors for the, for the cameras also. Mm. But the only time, really, that I've seen it done, which, uh, well, there is this Hamlet uh, with Andrew uh, Scott, but before that, the um, uh, Cumberbatch. Uh, was the clearly they they clearly had camera rehearsals and they, I'm pretty sure everyone has but sometimes you're stuck like Angels in America would be at the very high in my list of uh, stage plays that I loved but I didn't see it live uh, in in the audience mm. and the the set was so massive and it was so it was just a different experience. Yeah, of course. Something, even music, when you think about that, um, in the flesh is entirely different to listening on an album. There's, it's part of the experience, you know? It's part of sitting somewhere to enjoy what you're there for. There's a certain feel to it. When we see movies in the cinema, I, I think you enjoy a movie more when you see it in the cinema. Or if you're, or when you're at home, when you're in the right mood to watch that movie, you know? Mm. Yeah, there are definitely movies you have to be in the right mood for, especially, um, which can get quite complicated because if you're not in the right mood, people are like, I hated it. But if they were, they would have liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's kind of sad, but it's true. Um, I mean, one good example is we just saw The Isle of Dogs and it's it's you have to be in the right mindset for it. Otherwise, it probably will just even be a bit boring because it needs quite a lot of focus and it's a little bit different so yeah we've hopefully got an exciting guest for isle of dogs actually if we we need to make contact oh yeah um brian grinston no but actually somebody that nearly very nearly worked on the the actual movie ah we talked about we uh, we discussed we discussed a bit yeah friend uh, anuk's friend yeah um a little bit bitter, <laughs> but um, she, yeah, she said she might come and um, when she sees it, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like, um, it might take me a while to go see it because I'm so angry that I didn't get to work on it. Uh, I don't like Thor who read for the part of Thor. I know. Oh, true, very true. true. You have to kind of let it go a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah actors are used to that, though, I guess, let more so than anyone else. Let yeah. it go. But um, <laughs> it is tough. But anyway, yeah, so I... It was just so... And I'm really happy that he won the Olivier Award. I think he it, really deserved it. Yeah, it was well-deserved. I mean, that category was pretty heavy. I mean, Paddy Constantine as well. I've seen bits of what he was nominated for, and it's very good as well. And I like I like him a lot. Yeah, and I mean, we saw extracts from the Hamlet, the Andrew Scott's Hamlet. Yeah, it was very um, And it was... <laughs> one of the best hamlets i've ever seen yeah it will uh, require its own episode very soon mm -hmm. yeah i definitely. agree i agree and i love him anyway so but it was super super talented people are out there right now well, um like um jamie is obsessed by by um uh, chubby uh guys i'm obsessed by hamlet Every mm. to everyone we, is we all have our little so yeah I've watched I counted like something like twelve productions or something Jesus twelve especially if it's twelve times three hours essentially that's a yeah it's oh. usually it's four but it really depends on the, the this one is three fifteen but it's they take their time they move something it's it's very different uh, very wor um, different yeah, yeah yeah worth your time and three hours for sure See you, Owen. Thanks for hanging out. Um, <laughs> I will say something, because um, Owen said on the Instagram chat, he's saying he wish he could check, hopefully he gets to check out the Brian Cranston thing. I think A, him winning the Olivier will definitely make them go, okay, maybe we'll, we'll find a way to put it out. Yeah, or uh, even the live, like if you go see it in the cinema, if they bring it back. Th this is what I mean. I mean the fact that that show is so unique in the sense of its film because you watch a lot of screens in this production. But for the first time ever, I thought that made it even more. There was only one scene in the movie that, not movie, one scene, see, I'm saying movie because it felt so movieistic. <laughs> Fluid. <laughs> Fluid, yeah, like a... A like transition from stage to screen so well, yeah. um, which was the obviously the monologue that comes later from the um, the exit the owner of the the network because there was a reasoning behind it. There were screens everywhere because it was making a point. Mm. And if there's an intention behind something, you're more willing to find it kind of involved in the whole aesthetic or the whole production. Like it's. It was making a point that we watch so much shit all the time and there's so much stimulus. And I'll call it a shit because there's a lot of shit out there that we <laughs> think is good. I, You know, this whole thing of like, oh, yeah, I love the Kardashians. Like, oh, fuck, are you kidding? Like, that's and it's just kind of given to us. And, it's, and, you know, there are homes that always have a screen on and we find it really difficult to not be away from a screen. That's, so yeah. that was really interesting that we were watching something, but there was always a screen, either if, if it was like um behind someone or like there was like smaller screens like if you went to an actual tv networking station mm. um like showing different things but it was all like either it was like really violent or sexual or it was just kind of like images just flashing up oh the speaking of sexual how was that, Jan? The, the, there's a scene in the play where uh, two characters are having sex in a chair. Oh, And it yeah, happened so to be in front of Jan's table. Like. Now we... Okay, so the attention to detail, right? So when we start, even before an audience comes, and so we had the maitre d' who was there, mm -hmm. and there was a table uh, next to my table 
which was uh, stage left. Which one is it again? Stage right. Stage right. No, stage left, stage left. It's from actor's perspective, so it would be stage left. Stage left. Stage left. And there was a table next to me, which remained empty for a while. And the Metro D was clearly like, embarrassed. It was annoyed at his, the other employees. It was like, what, what the? And it was like, oh, okay, someone paid me, did it come or whatever. And as it goes on, you realize that it actually, this table is not a table. Those are props and stuff happens. And uh, Schumacher and um the the two supporting uh characters like the 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 network the networker girl and the um uh Brian, um Howard Bills Diana um, Christensen um, played by Michelle Dockery and Richard Con- Condry and the other, Hanshall is the uh Schumacher oh Schumacher so yeah the, the Scottish guy that right. you don't realize that he's Scottish yeah, Doug, Douglas Henshaw yes they all, they also have a talk uh, network um, platform national theater platform you've got Brian Cranston and them talking mm. about this play cool. they were great and at one point they come and they have they simulate sex on next to the next to my it was like oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> she just climbed on top like straddles him and just is like bouncing up and down it's like pretty graphic uh, uh, yeah 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 and there was some funny I, I didn't really remember that but watching their uh talk uh michelle dockery and the uh, anshal uh about at one point they um they start from outside the theater and they are filmed and it's a tracking shot until they actually get back into the into the room Mm. And uh, one day they had issues because we're, some people were rehearsing and they 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 had to uh, make some compromises or I don't remember exactly what it was but it was uh, complicated to do that so they actually had to say can you please just stop your banging and rehearsals and stuff so we can uh, actually uh, yeah but it was <laughs> obviously done live every day yes wow oh, wow. I- we were talking about this. We were saying that, like, was that filmed beforehand and then they just, like, know when to come in because of, like, a cue that they're given? Mm-hmm. But Just once because of the weather, I think, which was terrible. Uh, wow, but okay. the whole the whole run was done on the spot. Good on them. That's, 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 that's amazing. Well yeah, that's yeah cool. they did not need to do that at all. Like, they could have definitely gotten away with filming that beforehand and then just using the same thing over and over again each night. The thing as well was this, this the, one of the big things was the fact that the stage staging was, the design had no budget. It was just like, as in the sense of do what you want, we'll do it. It was just phenomenal what they did. It's just unbelievable. Because I've been in that theatre when it was something else and it was like a, like a, uh, it was meant to be like a couple of flats, like a Victor- old Victorian housing. And I was, uh, you, you walked, right? So you came in from the back and you walked through the back of the staging and then you came out the front. We were sitting in the backstage on that production. So that's, that was the whole of that, the whole of the Littleton stage that was used for that production. That was the whole space available, which was just, wow. Yeah, it was well done. Um, yeah. The stage staging was re- like blocking was really well. Like mm. the way that they moved around things and the way that they, I mean, the death scene was so good because you did not see the changeover from the guy mm. uh, killing Brian Cranston. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yes, I actually but everyone didn't knows. check because in the play that goes wrong, they explain how the clock uh, thing but I mm. don't know if the book, if in the book they explain how to, to do oh, that. That's interesting. The, yeah. Because at the end. Then I heard him talking and I was like, oh, is that a recording? And then I saw that he'd actually somehow slipped underneath everyone and had kind of had like an out of body experience type thing and been sitting on the edge. It's like, 
it was so well it was so well done yeah i was i was really even though i saw the movie like a few months before the gunshot really was like oh whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah 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 it doesn't uh oh yeah talking about staging and being in the that that julius caesar thing you didn't get any stuff in advance like oh you'll have to do to 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 be there and do that so basically there were all those uh, stage hands shouting on you all the way through move move back move back move, move. And it was so so nice because um so there's the actual stage which is a middle in the middle because it's an arena setting and they have platforms that can move up and down right in the whole on the whole stage yeah so that's how they did the the whole the whole play was was playing with that. Wow, that takes some timing and and yes. a rehearsal <laughs> and uh, having all the the the, the extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mob. We were yeah. the mob. So um, I hope you liked. Uh, no, this is not me saying goodbye. I I, I hope you liked the uh, countdown. It was uh, music provided by uh, DJ Mangro Pepper, uh, my brother. Ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was very good. It's nice. I've always what I've been wondering, like, oh, who did that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, Jamie was uh, really enchanted and probably dancing on our side. With <laughs> very cool. Um, if you, it, it, there is really plenty of acting nuggets in Brian Cranston's talk uh, on this, the National Theatre. And at one point, he was talking about, he, he was basically losing money on this run because he was uh, buying tickets for his friends. And, uh, but as he said, and, um, it was verbalized for the first time and I'm, I'm pretty, um, kind of in the same, uh, same, uh, state of mind. He never, he never did that for the money. What he wanted was because he has a dad who was only focused on success. Mm. So he had that as a thing not to, to do. So he, he just wanted to, um, make a living as an actor. Yeah. That's yeah. a good way of, of and, uh, looking at it. Uh, doing something, or oh, what's the phrase again? Um, it'd rather um, be good and earn a living uh, at something that he no uh, that he that he likes than yeah uh, <laughs> than being doing something that he doesn't like but with good money. Also, Ultimate, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a completely butchered quote, but um, if you <laughs> if you type platform. Uh, National Theatre brand Cranston on network. You'll get plenty of uh, of nice uh, nice stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah, he yeah. seems very eloquent and friendly, and he um, it's actually really interesting to hear him talk because he's he's intelligent as well. Obviously, like he understands the parts that he plays, and I I think there are sh I'm sure there are loads of actors who don't. He he draws on internal stuff. He has like a. Like that method E kind of thing, but he he has a skill set. So he he brings uh, past emotions that he needs. Uh, the the very first pages um, in this describes how he was. I, I really thought he was talking about his own daughter in there, but uh, how there is a scene in Breaking Bad. I haven't seen the whole series, so I have no idea where. Um, when there is um, a girl in the bed, uh, you, Odid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's. He he imagined his own daughter uh, there. It's, it's in the very first pages of the book. Oh, God. He kills her. 
in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he aids he aids killing her. He, yeah, he, he leaves well, her he doesn't, to die. Well, he doesn't save her, essentially. Yeah. In the original draft of that scene, they kill, he, he is responsible for her death. But um, yeah. they scaled it back because they're like, we can't make him that evil too soon. Yeah, even though he does aid her death. Oh, of course, yeah, way. yeah. Like, she would be alive if it wasn't for him. Like, he, he like, turns her over so that she can't be in, she'd choke on it in the, in the scene, as opposed to, I think he, like, muffles her with a pillow or something oh, in the yeah, yeah, draft okay. or something like that. Jesse's, girlf- uh, Jesse's girlfriend? Played by... Kristen Rita? Played, play, played by the... Jessica Jones. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah. She's in, like, yes. a lot of things. And who's that bitch in okay. apartment 13? So that's, um, that's tough, yeah, gosh. Um, but I guess he had to um, get the emotion from somewhere. I think as well, like, you have to know your own limit as an actor... Like, can you do this? Can you, like, you know, think about that one thing that happened to you and draw from that? Or are you going to really mess up your own mental health Mm. or even physical health by thinking about that again? And if you can, that's awesome. But I'm sure there are so many actors that should stay clear of that because... I mean that can that can that's a that's a dark rabbit hole. I also think there's a thing that um, so many people want to be actors, but some of them just don't want to do those sort of scenes. Like, oh, they, I'll do the slog. Do the slog, it. yeah, or be able to, you know, when they like on paper, they don't want to do uh, difficult scenes. For example, me, the three of us are currently in a play, which we'll discuss later on near near its um, production. Um, but I'm doing like a diary about it uh, for my own sake and my own keepsake. Um, and our director has openly talked about there are some people that don't touch uh, certain roles because of content. And that's not even re- in relation to our play. He, he talked about the film that you did with him yeah. last year. And there's just, I, some, sometimes actors don't want to... I, the thing you, you're bringing up is the fact that in the... I watched Over Your Shoulder, the Brian Cranston thing he talks about, he just wants to tell he wants to tell interesting stories. Um, and there's some actors that don't do acting for that reason. They do it for other apparent, totally different reasons, you know? Uh, yeah, well, it really depends because uh, as the uh, Emma Freud was saying, like, he was... he After Breaking Bad, looking at scripts, it was for a second in a mentality like, well, how can I top that? And I need, like, something, like, huge... And then he said, well, then that's a bit unfair for all the stories out there. So he did Godzilla afterwards. Well, I mean, yeah. uh, Aaron, Aaron Paul did the Need for Speed movie. Yeah. Yeah. And also you need a bit of a break. And just because like, you know, f- film is so normalized and it's like, oh, yeah, of course you want to be successful and become a celebrity. Like, it's actually a job. It's just hmm. a job for most for most actors. They... You know, and that's why when people ask them on interviews, like, what are you wearing? They're just like, well, what What do you mean? Because this is this is their job. Like, oh, yeah. this is what they've been doing for years and years and years before all of the success. Like, there's like, sometimes there's like 10, 20 years of slog and getting no love. And then suddenly, you know, they're like, apparently are like overnight success and it's like there's no such thing usually yes. Mm. Yes. so um there's those that you see today like samuel l jackson who started to be yeah. like massive really late i mean even brian cranston like most people are just like oh yeah breaking bad just happened then it's, it's like yeah of course there was malcolm in the middle but like um before that i'm sure that there was like a lot of work put into one if you ever want a good quiz answer uh if they're asking for what films have samuel jackson appeared in like the one nobody gets is goodfellas he's yes. in, he's in goodfellas for about 10 minutes if that and like the tiniest part and is killed off very quickly and jurassic park yep 
He's not a major role in Jurassic Park. No. He's there, but I wouldn't say people would remember Samuel Jackson for Jurassic Park, you know. No. So uh, anyway, yes. Yeah, but Brian Cranston also did the hemorrhoid cream ads uh, a while back. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, they made money, you know, at the time. And now he's a bit more, he can, yeah. it's uh, Make that choice. <laughs> very, very, uh, oh, he also has, well, he has the, I think it's like the Cranston, uh, uh, system chaps cranston script i don't remember what it is but it's a system it's in the book um how to choose a script and he, he says in the in the talk how he passed on um spotlight mm. because what he didn't see any conflict in spotlight so he didn't yeah uh and the to make it work in anything needs conflict but as he said, instead of conflict, they had a succession of impediments, which faked it, and it works. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good, very good movie. We'll yeah. talk about it one day. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen it, actually. It's good. It's, it's, but we have it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's on, it's on uh, Netflix as well, Spotlight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it changes because Victoria is no longer on Netflix, I think. I know, what a shame. Yeah, cracking yeah, film. We things should, are taken down. I want to revisit the review of Victoria because I think we're further along now in what we discuss as yeah. well. I'd like to see it again as well. Mm. Power Rangers were the high in Brian's <laughs> career. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Rita Repulsa. I mean, you've got the Jurassic World, the giant uh, Samsung ad, and you've got the Krispy Kreme ad known as Saban's Power Rangers. <laughs> Ooh. Have you seen the trailer for Jurassic World? world two electric i actually did yesterday i was like oh i'm uh. the thing is right there's an interesting thing in that trailer where it's like they're auctioning the dinosaurs that's quite interesting but we'll just have to wait and see yeah you know i was <laughs> the the marketing is all over the place because it looks like the island's exploding so from the trip from the poster right i thought right they're trying to get dinosaurs off before the island explodes yeah right? okay that's that idea has been done before well not done before but like you've got to do something before a bomb goes off you know mm. that's quite interesting but that doesn't seem that seems to be like the first 20 to 40 minutes of the movie <laughs> yeah there, there's there's one that i haven't watched because i wanted well we didn't the, the all the experiments like to finally have the live working today i wanted to try and have that with the um solo um reaction oh. uh, live oh. Just to try, I just because don't, it's, it's in, uh, well. I just don't care. Uh, oh, I haven't uh, watched it. Uh, Have you not watched it yet? No, I, I was uh, sparing, but now it's too late now, but uh, no, I haven't watched it. Okay. Not the new one, no. I mean, I'm I'm not huge in Star Wars. Yeah, I'm not either. No. I'm not either, yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess, I mean, we live in a post-Last Jedi world where people are like, oh, Star Wars films can be different. I don't know if I like different. Yeah. You know? Mm. I don't know. I think there's also a point when a franchise becomes lazy or... Becomes a franchise. Well, look at Jurassic Park. Well, yeah, but I, that's <laughs> so very sad. Um, but it's true. Like, if you have a franchise for long enough, it it just gets lazy and it becomes like a moneymaker. And they know that they all they want are bums on seats and that's yeah. it. And they really don't care about content. They don't care about script. They don't care about quite a lot of things. And I think that a lot of movies make their money back with not that much effort. And so they get away with it. We're going to discuss a movie very soon that's out right now. It's called Truth or Dare. It's by Bloomhouse. Um, oh. Bloomhouse are the, is the company that the poster says that brought you Get Out. And I can't remember the other one that they did. But um, Bloomhouse is very much a company that produces movies 
um, very cheaply, almost B-movie type content, in indie essentially. So sometimes we'll get massive hits like Get Out, which has the writing and the acting and everything like nailed. Like the, but there'll be other films they'll make that are not, that yeah. they'll lose money on because they know eventually they'll have a hit like Get Out that makes the money back, you know? Yeah, and some people don't, aren't, aren't, their, their jobs aren't around that. So they don't mind putting in, you know, films that have a great story mm. rather than like make yeah. the money back, even though I know that money and funding is important in yeah. these things. So we'll discuss True for Dare at some point this That's year. Cool. Mm, like, um, probably around the same time we talk about Get Out. Okay. The yeah, because we're we're still in uh, progress with the um, Oscar movies. Yeah. Uh, we, which we can now watch on a very nice uh, television. Yes. Ah, yes. Oh, of course, you've got the Apple. You brought the Apple TV back. Yes. So you- yes, I brought the Apple TV back, and I have another bit of exclusive news for everyone. As I have kind of a the willpower of an amoeba. Um, I didn't want to do this, but I still did because I went to investigate on the internet and it turns out that there are not that many Xbox exclusives anymore. So tomorrow, the limited edition uh, God of War PS4 is coming in the house. (sighs) Yes. And uh, hidden away in my room right now are Uncharted 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you have uh, just become Adam's best friend. You you're gonna love Uncharted. Uncharted is the next thing we're playing all the way through. Like it's <laughs> okay. so good. If you if you enjoy Tomb Raider, yeah. oh my god. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds great. I've played a bit. Yeah. Oh man, I cannot wait. Oh what? Apparently, God of War Four is like ultra good as well like it's getting rave reviews it's getting like 10 out of 10s all over the shop it's supposed to be different and apart do you know do you know the fact that you're gonna love it because it's apparently the whole game is one continuous shot oh wow there's no cuts at all in the game that's crazy which sounds pretty intense yeah it does so that'll be interesting I, uh, cool. Bloody hell, Jan. Yes. It's I, not. Please tell me it's not a pro. So we're not getting. We're not. It's just like a. Re- is it? No, that's a pro. It's a pro. Obviously, it's a pro. Oh, for fuck's sake! That's a limited edition that is going out tomorrow, and it's we'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> With the, the, the design of the Leviathan, Kratos axe on the on the on the thing. Bloody hell, Leviathan. man! Bloody hell, yeah. Not, oh my god. Well, that's um, that's our rainy day sorted. My god. Yeah. Bloody hell. Uh... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Patreon. Uh, ah, the final, the final. Super exciting. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not it's still not talking that much about network, but it's no longer on anyway. Uh, so we'll redo if network comes on the live stream. We'll we'll get an episode about. We'll do. We'll redo this. This is more just like a te- This is more like a celebration of live streaming and showing off what we've been up to and stuff like that. I think it can be very hard to talk about theater as well because it's an experience. It's like a feeling that you get rather mm. than individual things um it'll be different with the dvds but that people can go and then buy and see themselves but with something like a show is very hard to discuss yeah i uh, yeah um but uh, maybe we can learn yeah on the job to how to speak about theater i mean because i don't have those skills yet but um 
I mean, I, I don't have the box set itself here, but the 37 BBC black and white ones are in somewhere. Yeah, they're in the, yeah, they're, the, they're out and also the, the ones you bought, the RSC ones as well. Amazing. I think I think next time me and Adam should buy something. Yeah, when I've got some, when, the, the, when that Uber money comes in. When that, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't need to, yeah. Jan's bought all the, I was like, right, 4K TV, oh, Jan's bought one. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, PS4, PS, Xbox One X. Oh, yeah. right, we sorted that. Yeah. I don't know what next. Any, uh, probably, we'll, was, we'll find something, we'll find something. Yeah, something will come out. <laughs> Box sets are always a good thing, like, just get, like, a load of, like, one set of something. What did I just recently get a hold of? I brought the the Alfred Hitchcocks and the, the Wire with me i don't have it on blu-ray i've only got on dvd because i never finished the wire don't don't hate me um but that's apparently like sacrilege Mm -hmm. yeah so based out of what we saw on the stage for network were you enticed to go see more and the, the, the movie the movie um i don't know i don't think so i don't think i was enticed to see the movie but it definitely awoke more inside me of like I know why I'm an actor and a, a creative person. It definitely yeah. did that for me. Yeah. Yes, you posted yeah. some pretty intense stuff like uh, on the, on the on the Instagram like message. Like, yeah, I'm like, man, this this is life changing theater. It was. It absolutely was. It was. Uh, it was theater on a level I've never seen. You know, like we are only exposed to so much, but when you see something of this caliber, you can't help but sit back and go, "Wow, I'm experiencing a, a moment right now." Yeah. You know. Yeah, and this is what I want to aspire to. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to be as delusional to say that I'm going to make it because quite a lot of that stuff is not up to me. Um, but you can always aspire to trying as hard as you can. And that's kind of like, if if, if you get to something like, you know, playing in national theatre, doing something like network with food work as well. Mm. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the dream, man. That's... Because also, even if life doesn't stop there, your life is kind of made. Like, you, there must be, like, so many things that you could then do because you have all these, like, skills. You have to, Brian Cranston and Shakespeare said it, uh, the readiness is all. When you are so good in your craft that when an opportunity comes, instead of making a fool out of yourself, uh, you'll actually seize it mm. and uh, always have that monologue so you can... Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you're given an opportunity, instead of uh, saying, "Well, I have your credit card, I have your business card with you," and so um, he was talking about how he was lucky, Brian Cranston, in his talk again. And yeah, it's important to be, even if you're good, yeah, but you have to be ready to display that goodness when that lucky break that lucky thingy mm. uh, comes that moment mm. arrives yeah yeah i agree it's I agree. um in andy nyman's golden rules for acting he has a quote from uh, walter matow i think it's like a career is basically based on a something like a 25 tiny lucky breaks the l- lucky lucky moments mm. Mm. that make like like a lego in and the data and it builds something yeah yeah i agree i agree readiness is all that's a nice note to bring things to some sort of closure yeah um before we go because actually uh today is the 90th of april that's my mum's birthday hey yes Happy happy birthday so i prepared a little video uh to show you guys the vineyard and uh, what we do and everything okay oh cool okay so bon anniversaire claire bon anniversaire happy birthday uh so this 
So this is the harvest uh, four years ago. I was uh, in charge of the um, filming. <laughs> Luckily, not the grape picking. That's my brother, who was in the Army of Darkness episode. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, my sister, throwing grapes. <laughs> Speaks French. That's weird. So some attitude there. To the vines. Gosh, it's so big. I know. So the thing is that now she just had so two gold medals and one silver now. Oh wow. On the oh, three nice. on the three current um, colours. Uh, rosy, white and red. That's my mum. Counting oh, grapes. Counting and grapes. waiting. Like uh, Wow. She looks super young. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have some videos with me, but uh, not 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 here. Where's Ian? We won't see Ian. He's filming. So we. Oh oh. Oh no, we do. There he is. Hey. Hey. <laughs> the actor. <laughs> ah, okay, so that's um, bottling now, and we can talk over it because there is really no uh, one speaking anyway. Oh, wow. I've always wondered how this is all done. That's the only external thing that we get. Ah. Um, that machine is so crazily expensive that we get an external. Uh, it's a service, yeah. outside service. It looks it, yeah. Wow. Oh, it sticks the label on. That's cool. <laughs> wow. Aren't machines really cool? At its best, yes. It's a really nice design as well. It it's, is. Uh, the logo's very It's very, very fancy. Nice. Very nice. Out oh, of dog fighting. Oh, that's more family stuff. Oh, that's for my mum. So you see there, there's uh, Gelule and uh, Help. That's the place the where the... Oh, that's me talking. Yeah, that's the place where the wine is actually made. Uh, where the um, tanks and stuff oh. are. Oh, wow. Mm -mm. Oh, is that on so or off cute. Site? That's on. Everything on is... Yeah, Everything yeah, else yeah, is yeah. on site. Look at the half face. <laughs> that's amazing. I've never seen that before. What? The half face. The f half white, half... Black dog. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Hmm. Padding along here. So many places to roam as a dog. Lucky yeah. dogs. Should uh, plan a um, uh, road trip. Yes, please. We I should love that. Yeah. I love that. So that's uh, Jean and Jenka. Oh, these are other dogs? Yes. <gasps> yes. They're beautiful. We were brought up with German Shepherds. So we still have two and uh, three Jack Russells. Uh, Lumpria, which is uh, the one shouting that she's not going to take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the warrior princess, but she's not in the, uh, there. That's so cute. I'm going to have to learn French before I go. Yes. Have a little refresher, of course. <laughs> hey, I need some attention, please. I'm here, I'm here. I need some attention. I didn't get off on this table for nothing. <laughs> Let's just lick my uh, things. My feet. This is talking in French on the other side. Oh, something? What, what's happening? Oh, 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 I saw something comfy there. Oh, that's quite comfy. <laughs> yes, yes. Daddy, daddy, come, come. I found something comfy. Oh, that's, that's quite comfy. Yes, oh. oh I found... Is that pillow actually for the dog? Yes. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
I'm stuck in the bush. <laughs> I know this. Yeah, it is Anukimi. Oh! My house. Fuck off. Don't like other dogs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, dear. <laughs> It's a lovely house, Jan. It's very nice. <laughs> the end. Oh, very nice. Yeah. That's a lovely video. Uh, if we do the road trip, can we do it one way? Because it's like 20 hours, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I said on the <laughs> Yes, yes, of course. Yes. What, yeah. way would we, what way would we do it? Especially because I can't drive, so I can't help. I can only help. With the driving. I can only help you in Britain. <laughs> God help me driving on the other side of the road. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> so I've got to drive UK. You got, well, I get the easier deal. I just got to drive from here to here to the ferry. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see if we still because I can. Uh, I can drive for a while. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, yeah. But I, I started to have a look at the. If, I don't know what period we want to do that, like summer or whatever. Mm. Yeah, we'd have to sort something out. Um. <laughs> Take a trip after our play. Like, yeah, <laughs> just drive to France after our play. It's just us and David. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's director it's come with us. August, we're like, right, we're going. To, we're going. To, we're going to Provence. The whole cast. <laughs> I think we should be good. Um, so happy birthday, mom! Again, happy yeah. birthday. Is it Claire? Yeah, Claire. Claire. Yeah, that's funny because, as you said, she's quite young, and as she had us when she was young, she never wanted to be called mum. So I call my mother By her uh, name? Claire. Yeah. Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Bon anniversaire, Claire. Bon anniversaire, Claire. Um, that rhymes. Things it that does, doesn't it? <laughs> inspired by um, Ben Shapiro, which is kind of a weird dude, but the way he thinks is quite interesting. Uh, I would like to do a things I uh, like and things I hate uh, segment now. Mm. Okay. Uh, things I liked, uh, I like, I talked about it earlier. So it's funny because uh, a few weeks ago, I was. Uh, planning to go to London and I was excited by the whole uh, Julius Caesar and everything. And I, I remembered that on our Instagram um, lives, there was always this, um, I've talked about that in the video already, and uh, there's a poem and everything, but um, I was listening to an Instagram live uh, from 2am to 4am of just, it was Brie, Mm -hmm. from uh, that one time I was abducted by aliens. Is that the one that sounds like Kim Kardashian? Yes. <laughs> I, um, I, okay. I, I tease because Jan showed us the video. Yeah, yeah you, we heard you say that. He, yeah. <laughs> rather than us just randomly like, <laughs> slating you. <laughs> Get wrecked. I, uh, I love magic. And um, uh, 20 odd years ago, I was really into um, the spirit world, like the spirit is like a table, a seance and everything. Mm. Mm. Until uh, I was reading books written by spirits, presumably, and stuff. And that stopped when I read magic, and now I've been a massive skeptic uh, since then. So, as I understand the, the premise, and I actually said that in my review of their podcast, um, is about um, they were abducted by aliens. 
Right. So you will have a hard time making me believe that, but if it's your thing and makes you happy and you're entertaining talking about it, I'm fine because I watched, though it was just Brie at the time, but for two hours, her talking about, she was actually uh, asking for ideas in a f- upcoming episode on uh, um, conspiracy theories, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, I mean, kudos. That's two hours, someone watching that, that that's hard to do. So yeah, yeah you're doing well. And uh, apparently she, they, they, both of them with um, Jamie, they listen to our episodes and we have some frequent shout outs. They have hey. a, a, at the end of the episodes, because I started to listen after that, um, they have like a kind of two five, five minute segment where they do all their shout outs. Mm. Oh, that's cool. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's quite cool. That is cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. definitely. It's, it's really it's, cool. I also listen to the, the actual podcast and it's quite entertaining also, so... <laughs> Uh, things I hate. So, okay, in terms of gender bending, I'm entirely fine to have a female Hamlet or whatever gender, uh, because, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, something, however, I actually discovered a few months ago, and I realized that's exactly what they did in um, the Hiddleston Hamlet, is when they feminized the names. Yeah. Mm. Horatia. Um, they they do in the Andrew Scott the uh, Poly- it's not it's no longer Polonius but Polonia and Claudius insists like uh, Polonia like I, I think it's weird to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern you'll keep the the names because you just just you don't know the first names anyway but I always I don't know I will feel weird to be playing an Ophelio. Yeah, mm. I know. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of know what you mean. Um, like it's so much. Is it in the sense of it's too? It should just be believable for a woman to play somebody called no, a man to play somebody called Ophelia, let's say, or a woman to play a person called a, a woman yeah. called Hamlet, or as opposed to Hamletta his- or something like that. Yeah, or 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 be consistent. Uh, on the digital theater, there is Maxine Peake uh, Hamlet, and they talk about her when they like the pronouns. Like uh, yeah. I'll see with him, and then. It's, 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 it's weird. Uh, yeah. They, sometimes they, they, it's her and then him. It's, I don't, it's a bit confusing. Mm. Uh, but I really, really like the actual, well, that's a bit weird to say, given that there are so many different texts for this play. But uh, the generally accepted one uh, I love. And the changing of the names is a bit uh, annoying to me. Mm. Yeah, I understand that. Um I think as well, like, because the play is so amazing and Shakespeare is incredible, like, it's kind of kudos to him that it can be any gender or or even someone who has whatever, like, it doesn't even have he or she, like, it's, it's, um, it's another pronoun, like, anyone can play it, like, so maybe, yeah, changing it to kind of mold into your own, like, values and ways that you know females have to be called a female name then why why would why yeah. i mean in, in the latest star trek the female protagonist is called michael mm. um, that's okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i i, I, I mean, know what you mean there are names that go back both ways alex for example mm. i have a friend alex who's a guy and i, I have a friend of a yeah. that's an alex as a woman you know mm. names and names are Names at least should be the most things that could be fluid between the genders. Like a name is just a in, name. In theatre as well. And, exactly, and Shakespeare, yeah. Shakespeare, because everyone knows Shakespeare, like it, it's kind of okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know. 
but yeah, I, I, that's an I interesting that. point, mm. actually. Mm. I don't think because it's a special first light, we don't need to visit the vault today. Not don't today. Need anything to anyone. Where? What's the next episode for people that were watching the live? Uh, uh, the next episode after this one would be Itonia, right? Itonia or mm. what, what's the, uh, or Jumanji. I think those are the two we have. Wait, wait, that's the two we have in the box. But after Network, it's Itonia and Jumanji. Uh, we have to, uh, some other we need to record also. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and the next one, uh, Itonia, yeah. Sweet. Awesome. I have been listening to the soundtrack on that on repeat. It's uh, it's up there with Baby Driver for me now, the soundtrack yeah. for that. It's excellent. Yeah. It's a good film, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tune um, in. Tune in next time. Yes, well, uh, so that's... Same well, podcast channel. So this video Same will... podcast place. Adam. <laughs> so this video will probably just stay as it was live. Uh, yeah. As it was, and we'll have yeah. another version. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like streamed something. that time ago. <laughs> it sounds nice. In the, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have the proper um, podcast episode inside the the um the podcasting platforms removing stuff that will not make sense yeah uh, without the sound and also if if that video is not flagged because of the all of the stuff that went there uh, it's cool but it may be so <coughs> <coughs> sorry <well. laughs> yeah i think we should wrap before jan passes out <laughs> yeah so shout out to claire again yeah, yeah. Happy, birthday. happy birthday happy birthday and uh jamie will just set a date for a wedding <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes yeah i live she better be at our first ever live show get her flight get her flight over yes Call oh i can't wait <laughs> yeah it's a bit, a bit <laughs> bay area when i traveled with the navy for 12 years um there's, there's some places i went well I actually went there before but you know that those places you visit and you say i'll spend a few years in that place at some point in my life mm. i had this twice where san francisco mm. uh, i had uh, from uh, when i turned 20 my parents got me a kind of a tour so i did i went from la to uh, finishing oh, wow. with san francisco yes uh, the grand canyon and mm. las vegas oh. and so i said mm, san francisco is good good cool and then the navy afterwards uh chile uh valparaiso Mm. Mm. I've also wanted to go to South America. It's uh, uh, also hills, a bit like the, here, but uh, a bit bigger. <laughs> yeah. In terms of hills. Mm, anyway, so yeah. Um, shout out to my future wife. My future <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, the, the, come on, I forgot. Yeah. When I was watching the Brie, I was like, uh, "Oh, she's quite, she's quite cute. What, what is she talking about?" And then I was, and then I got into the yeah. But she she does sound like Kim Kardashian, but I have no I I've I, I had never listened to Kim Kardashian before. So that's actually a very good point. When she said I sound like Kim Kardashian, I just went I've never heard Kim Kardashian speak. She's kind of very soft spoken, and it's very like very American, and she's very cute. Like she kind of yeah, oh. and it's kind of airy and ethereal. But I thought that her voice was a lot stronger. She has a lot of uh, like commitment and gusto in her voice. Like your lungs are a lot stronger than Kim Kardashian's, wow. um, and of course, all the things you you say are a lot more intelligent. <laughs> um, Sorry, Kim Kardashian, if you're listening. Oh, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That would be bizarre, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like it's next like... day on Twitter, we're just like the most hated podcast. Oh, oh. God. 
Right. Oh my god, there's a podcast that shitted on the Kardashians, so then we get like a load of listeners. We're like, oh great. <laughs> Never seen <laughs> yeah, it. It's the uh, like uh, was it? Have you seen Private Parts? Yeah, with the, the Howard Stern mm. kind of. Oh style. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like people uh, we don't understand because we we have to keep it on air, uh, just like actually network. We have mm. to keep it on air because people are listening to him. The people who like him, but people who hate him also are listening to him to know what he's going to say next. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. So yeah, that's just the way. <laughs> so I think. Um, I, oh, should we venture into a rating? I don't think. I think we we pretty much know. I don't think we know. We, we know. know. I think we know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll figure this format out and the, for the theatre series of podcasts. Yeah, and this was fun. We should definitely do these again sometime. Yeah, and yeah. Like try to because now with the setting, you sh- we should be able to get people on Skype and talk to them. Yeah, uh, that's everything. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Interesting. That's that's cool because, <laughs> yeah. We have lots of friends around the world. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, okay, then. So, um, okay, so this was the uh, network episode, uh, venturing into stage uh, world again. Yes. Thanks. Uh, so Very you cool. can, again, follow us. on. We are on, on Twitter. Well, we're not that active on Twitter, but we're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, all the podcasting platforms. We're hosted by Podbean, but we're also on SoundCloud. And all those those platforms, uh, we're getting really, really near uh, the five k mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We must have passed it like just now, but yeah, we're nearly there. I think we're at about four eight, four eighty. Excellent, cool. <laughs> My mother has just texted me saying, "Stop yawning." <laughs> so she's clearly, she's clearly watching the feed. She's like, "Adam, stop yawning." Uh... I'm just leaving. We're just ending, Mom. Where you been? <laughs> There's been some great revelations on this podcast. I don't know what you've been up to. Yeah, the, the, we probably didn't uh, share enough anyway, but it's t- it, will, it will still be... They will see all the rumbling and all the tests and all that. Yeah. What fun. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Just, uh, I know my mum will watch the whole thing because she loves me. Oh, uh, I know. She keeps liking things and I'm like, how sweet is this? Um, there you go, mum. You've been raised another parental love. Can you can you match that, mum? Can you? Huh? Yes. <laughs> to be my fair, par- my mum's internet at Dunfermline is not great. Yeah. It's pretty pretty weaky. We yeah we we that's a good thing we're graded this one because the the life would have been uh, oh my god complicated. I can't, even, I can't even imagine. <laughs> and we I think we have a ten second delay, but still um, that's fine. Yeah. So once again we were Adam, Anuk, and Jan. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Stop yawning, Adam. <laughs> Now Jan's just bought a PS4 PS4 Pro. You've been uh, fucking hell. God. <laughs> so you bought every Uncharted. Yes. yes, the first one is uh, one disc, I think, or yeah. one box, and uh, yeah, because it was um, they had one, two, and three was remastered for the Pro. Oh, we get oh oh. I get to play like Jack and Daxter and all this shit I used to play when I was a kid. And the Last oh. of Us and all that shit. Sweet, sweet. <laughs>